This podcast and the following message are brought to you by Call Source. CallSource exists to help automotive brands and dealers improve performance on the phone. CallSource has been tracking and analyzing calls for over 25 years, and they have the highest rate of reliability in the industry. CallSource is the only call tracking, processing, and marketing attribution solution who is here to improve your customer journey for every stage of your business. With CallSource, you can own every lead. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash call source. And thank you. Dealers need to stop focusing on generating more leads and start focusing on cultivating the leads that they are already receiving. If phones are driving the most leads into the dealership, why aren't dealers investing in getting better on the phone? On average, dealerships are only setting 15% of their sales prospects to a hard appointment. That's 85% of missed opportunities that dealer could have had if he would have just asked for the appointment. Everybody has a number. I said, you know what that number is? She goes, my pay raise? I go, no. <laughs> I, said, I knew she was going to say that. I, <laughs> I, said, that. I go, that's, that's your appointments annualized if they have your 82% show ratio. Yeah. That's the way I want my employees to think. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the AutoConverse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. And in this episode, we feature a panel discussion that took place in November as part of our auto retail marketing webcast series. Now, the webcast series includes six different monthly sessions related to auto retail, and this panel was orchestrated by our friends at CallSource. Now, CallSource provides call tracking, lead management, and business analytics for multiple industries, including automotive, and the company had recently released an inbound phone score study that provided dealers and OEMs with deep insights into the customer experience. As such, we featured the panel discussion on our Auto Shopper Experience program. Now, the panel was led by Sean Kieran, who's one of CallSource's key training and development partners. Also on the panel was Stephanie Robbins. She is Senior Director of Strategic Accounts at CallSource, as well as Jack Holcomb, who is General Manager at New Smyrna Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge in Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, early in the conversation, Sean explains one of the key benefits of the study, which prompts Jack to describe some of the major challenges they experience at his store. As a dealer, it's very important because it identifies where are our internal opportunities inside of the store and where are some areas where we can capture some low-hanging fruit and bring a little bit more money out of uh, to the bottom line instead of having it spill. Um, I think Jack's probably an ideal person because he's experienced it firsthand, both in identifying the study and also looking at some of those challenges. Um, so, Jack, what do you think? Uh, what do you think some of the challenges that you have seen inside of a store are? Well, I think you know, for me, it, it, the the calls coming in is is handling them properly. Um, you, you know, and properly is time. Uh, asking the right questions, staying on script, um, staying in control, 
and then and then getting all of the, uh, the the information from the customer, then getting off in a real time, and actually giving the customer some some value in the call. So when the customer calls, answer their questions, give them what they're looking for, um, and then and and then give that get off the phone call quick, so we're not wasting their time. Uh, that's kind of where we'd struggle. Um, and uh, that's, that's, those are the things, the training that's helped us. Uh, and that's, you know, but they're unique to that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it seems simple. And then you listen to your phone calls and you're like, why did that just turn into a 17 minute phone call? So <laughs> it's, it's uh, as you start to listen, the one thing I had to do is I had to, when I was putting this together is I had to do it myself. You know, I, I kind of went back through myself and put myself to training first. And those were the things that I did. So that's, uh, I think the commitment for me was me first, then my employees. um, And that's where I'm at right now. And here, Jack elaborates on how he learned that training and skills development with team members is necessary before you can hold people accountable for their activity. Well, I, I think I searched for, I mean, I think the, the conversations that we had, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't, I don't know that I was necessarily comfortable. We had on-site training. We, we flew, uh, we had an install, we came out, we, we talked. Um, but I, I think where for me is, is where you're kind of searching for the right fit is before you can issue accountability, you've got to actually get the people prepared. I mean, it's, I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm not going to train you is, or I'm not going to prepare you is, is kind of backwards. So before I started to hand out accountability, I needed to hand out skill. And that was for me as, as I listened to the phone calls, I'm like, I just, I hadn't prepared the people. So I had to prepare them before I could hand out the accountability. And that's kind of had to, where I had to take a step back um, and, and say, okay, let me, let me get these folks trained, but then what's the investment. And then, and that's, we kind of searched and um, being a part of it. Uh, I think I'm very comfortable where we're at now. Uh, and that's where, you know, the phone calls coming in with the trainer, the one-on-ones, the investments, very fair. Um, and, I, and I think my employees, you know, they know they're, I mean, they see me in the email threads. I, I ask them about it. Um, you know, after, after the, the comments come back from the trainer, I actually communicate with the trainer. It doesn't take me a lot of time. I'd, I'd say probably the, my investment time-wise is no more than 20 to 30 minutes um, when I'm dealing with the trainer, reading the email, talking to the employees, it's not a, not a lot of time there. Um, but I think the employees from the investment side and the, my time side, they, they, they start to see value there. Now, one of the key points in the conversation was when Jack uses the analogy of health to compare a dealer's commitment to his employees, explaining that either you're in or you're out. And during this clip, Jack sheds light on how and why he shifted budgets as opposed to cutting them towards key areas where he could better see, attribute, and improve performance. You have to make the investment where you're in or you're out. It's kind of like your health. If you want to stay healthy, you don't go get healthy, then stop training. If you want to be good at these skills, you got to stay committed. So, I have other training that I committed to. I started some other things in the store about two years ago. I just made, I built two brand new dealerships. So I built both stores. I have all new technology. Um, I want to go faster. I want to be more transparent with my customers. Um, I want things to be easier for the customers and the employees. I thought the facilities, the technology, we just made it tough. 
I, the, the, the industry made it tough from the facilities, the technology on both the employee and the customer. And designing both my stores and buying the technology, as I really evaluated a lot of things, I said, hey, you know, one of the things I've got to reevaluate is my commitment to training dollars um, within reason. And, and that's kind of where, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you start talking, when you start building dealerships, you're talking millions of dollars. And then we start overlooking thousands of dollars to train the people to come in to use the stuff. So, but I, it's, there comes a point where you have to be, you got to adhere to budgets. So what I started doing is looking at my advertising budget, my vendor list. And I had a lot of dead money in my, and I and, you know, call it spray and pray and, and kind of really underperforming kind of just things that were left in the past that I stood for dollar for dollar. What I did is I started replacing underperforming vendors and underperforming marketing dollars with training dollars. So I never added any money. I just replaced money that I thought was not performing to the standard that I wanted. What's happened is I've gone up. My sales have gone up, my performance in different levels. Everything that I have in my store is measured from my parts department to my service department. There's nothing that any employee has now from operators to Every operator comes in, they get appointments, they get, everybody is on a measurable, just like my front of the house is. So there's nothing, there's no employee in the store that doesn't have some sort of um, uh, measurable attached to them. Now, if I'm going to do that, I got to train them. And I trained all my salespeople and I trained all my finance managers and I trained all my sales managers. So I had to do that for the rest of the team. The operators funnel all that business to those folks. They were the ones that got left behind. So it was just trying to find that, 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 and for me, it was, it was coming to you guys and we've worked through it. Now, what I like is the flexibility. The problems change when I have recalls, when I have, um, you know, just different issues that pop up, we can change next week to a problem I might hear today. And I can call Frankie or I can call my, my trainer and that's or just names for Frankie. So I call her. <laughs> I say, hey, I want to email or in our group email and say, hey, I want to work on this. And just like that, I'm now correcting to a problem I might hear in my deal saver alerts. So that's the part I like about it is I don't have to wait. It's not a hard correction. It's not a big steer issue. It's an immediate correction. And then I can move on to the rest of the stuff I have and things I need to do to operate my stores. And I know that problem's being addressed immediately. So those are the things that I like about it is it allows me to continue on to do what I need to do, but I'm fixing my problem. Folks, it's a real privilege to get deep insights from industry experts like our guest today, and we're proud to be supported by Cuneo Advertising. Cuneo believes that accurate, relevant, actionable information is the foundation upon which successful marketing and advertising efforts are built. Our partnerships are based on trust, transparency, efficiency, and of course, results. Cuneo Advertising, driving sales for automotive retailers for four decades. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash Cuneo. Now, the idea of leads comes up a lot in this business and on this podcast. What are they and where do they come from? How much are they worth and how do we measure them? In this next segment, Stephanie opens up talking about the idea of dealers focusing more on working with the leads they have as opposed to always trying to find more, which sparks some great back and forth from both Sean and Jack, who seems to continually see tie things back to investing into his employees with effective training. 
It's interesting. I was just at a um, conference a few weeks ago and one of the panelists said, you know, dealers need to stop focusing on generating more leads and start focusing on cultivating the leads that they are already receiving. And so it's interesting that you said that you moved some money around from the advertising side to, you know, support kind of this training and, you know, process problem that you were seeing in the dealership. And ultimately what I heard you say is you kind of have grown your sales and overall um, numbers within the store just by making small switches in your budget um, to do better with the leads. Yeah. So it seems to me that, you know, one of the biggest challenges we always have with paying for training is that it's an enormous expense, right? But the thing is, is that if we can do it remote and we can have it live one-on-one every week, not only does it cost less, but it's simply significantly more effective with each person, right? And so you're not trying to shave out thousands of dollars. You're shaving out small amounts for the people that need it most. And I think that's part of, partially why it's effective, don't you think? Agreed. Well, and Stephanie, I'd even go, I'd even take that one step further. The, the night, like I, w- I would sit here now and say, because I've got two different training. I've, I've gone from, an, uh, from my, ser- I had service training and I've had phone training. So I've, I've with my fixed operations and, and I've had anywhere from 10,000 a month to $200 per, or whatever the number is per employee. So there's a, that's a big variance. That's a, com- a commitment, right? Uh, from one from one level to the other. So I've gone from install month to month to month to quarterly maintenance. Okay, and what I would tell you is that what I'm going to, what I would do with you guys is I would start to set standards, unmeasurables. So once we have an employee that holds a standard, that maybe we don't do that person each week if they're holding that standard, and say okay, instead of every week, we're going to hold them maybe once a month. Now that investment isn't as great. Now, if the other employee is not holding that standard, correct, then maybe that's a, a weekly investment. And those are things that you, both parties win, the, that you continue the, the relationship and you're not, you know, spending money in that person that's, you're incentivizing the, the employee if they don't really want to do the whole bunch yes. of training to keep their numbers up, right? right. And, you're, and you're incentivizing that everybody wins a little bit by better numbers. Um, right. And you keep the relationship going longer because the, the, the training stays in the house where we, we don't have that break all the time. Like, oh, I've got it. We figured it out. We figured it out until all of a sudden, 18 months later, we look over there and there's new people sitting there that weren't there that have not been through the training. And we call you back and go, hey, Stephanie, can we start over again? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. We should never start over again. We should just get you to continue. Keep it going. I have standards. And then that's the things that we kind of build on. I've experienced that so many times with different dealers, different OEMs, where they feel like they've solved their problem, so they cancel the training, and then two months later, they're right back to where they started, you know, at the beginning, and you know, from it's the dealer, amazing. From the dealer, there's the, the investment at the beginning and the investment when you've got the install complete, the, 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 I, get the, I get the understanding, you know, you always got to play devil's advocate. There is a different value in our mind. That's just the way we work. But now that I've gone through training, and which I've never done, I've been doing this almost 30 years. And what I would tell you is now I found a way to continue training from install to maintenance. And that's the difference because I don't have a lot of turnover at my store. So there, there's always going to be, um, you know, it, it, you're going to have it, but I don't have a lot of it. I've got a lot of 15-year employees here. I've got some 20-year employees. 
but I have some turnover and those people are going to need to be trained. So if you have a, if you have an employee that's just kicking butt, I'm not going to go spend $200 a week. If they're 85% appointment ratio, they're ripping and roaring on the scripts and they're doing all the wonderful things. That's not where my investment needs to be, but I do all of a sudden have a little turnover and someone comes in, that's where the investment needs to be. And that's where the partnership has worked with, you know, I started with you guys and we did fly somebody in here and they sat here and they worked with my sales team and they did work with my operators and they did work with my BDC and we've worked it down to this now. So there is somewhere between install and then that transition to a maintenance program once the install is complete. So that's the, that's how you continue. And I think that's, that's the, the, the relationship from the beginning to the end is how you got to figure out how to go from install money to maintenance money. Now, at this stage in the conversation, we're actually about halfway through the discussion. And one thing Jack's point out is the money that dealers waste on training by sending employees off site. I don't know if he's alluding to industry conferences and expos or remote trainers and consultants. Most training consultants I know provide on-site training, and of course, they bake that into the cost of their fee. What Jack likes is that CallSource provides their training remotely, which helps keep costs lower. If every week you know that you've got a set number of live one-on-one trainings, like you said, you can plug in the people that need the work, and they could do it in a way where they always feel like they're being built as opposed to in public, because when they do it in a group, they feel like they're being put down. 100%. And one of the funny things about today's society is that they don't, they don't want to be in a place, they don't want to be uncomfortable in public. They yep. want to be uncomfortable in private where they can build up their strength, build up their confidence, and then get back out in public once they've practiced a little bit, don't you think? No, 100%. And, and that's the thing that, like I said, there's, there's a lot of wasted money in hotel rooms and, t- and, and, and airplane tickets. And, and for me, this is the part about what you guys are doing that makes sense here for me. That I would rather have you three weeks a month or four weeks a month or two weeks a month than basically four days a month. I see value in what we're doing. My employees are getting better and we're unraveling some things of this, this rat's nest that I call my phones of, of, of working through problems. And one of it, you know, like one of the things we, ch- I'll give you, for instance, the one thing we changed was the status calls. We changed uh, the, the way we did the script. Your script was a little different. I said, I want to work on, um, I want to change the first question to status and appointment. Are you calling on an appointment or a status? Because I want to get my stat, technology should eliminate that status call. If we, the operators can't do the work of the advisors. So we need to find out how to eliminate the status call. And lo and behold, when we start asking that status question, I get those status calls. We look into them. We find out what the problem is. We start working on the problem. That's a question. That's a script adjustment. And that's training that we did with you guys to solve a problem. And then we go back, we look in our CRM and we start to find out why we're not getting, you know, those, that's working with your training team. That's really solving problems other than just reviewing scripts and listening to phone calls. That's, that's working through a problem. Now, you may recall the three metrics that CallSource had identified to score calls going on at the dealership. Number one, answering the phone. Number two, are they connecting that shopper to the right person in the right department? And three, are they setting hard appointments that's going to drive the consumer into the store? And in this clip, Stephanie reiterates those, two, those metrics and then adds two more. 
And in this clip, Stephanie reiterates those metrics and adds two more. First of all, to the dealers out there, if you're not listening to your phone calls today, you need to start, right? Awareness is key. You need to know how your people are handling your customers on the phone. If you feel like they need help, pick a partner that is committed and flexible to your success, making sure that you're first and that we're following the process that you need based on your needs. And then three, make sure you're setting the baseline based on the key metrics. Um, I like to, you know, the three that we set up in our study, which was answer rate, connectivity score, and appointment set. And when I say appointment set, I mean hard appointments, not soft appointments. Um, four is all about having a champion in the store. So Jack is a great champion, continuing to push the me- uh, mission when the trainers aren't in store or on the phone with the, uh, the sales reps. And last is just measure, measure, measure to make sure that you are being effective in, in affecting change in the store. You know, for me, the, the one thing, if I could give advice to, to, to people out there, I, like I said, I've been at this for two years, you know, again, five years building the, the two stores and retraining myself is be patient. Uh, you know, we're, don't try to do too much too quick because you'll just overrun your employees. You'll burn them out and you'll, and you'll, and you'll run them out. And that's for me is, is, it's been hard because you're, you're like, why are we pick you know, why are we not picking this up quicker? Uh, it's because we, you know, we, it t- takes time to get this stuff in. It's just like reps and anything that we do, I, you know, sports is familiar with me. Um, and it's like a throwing motion, getting a throwing motion down or a golf swing down. You don't get to go to the range twice and have a great golf game. And so for me, what I've done is I just, like I said, I, I, I pick and choose my battles and I, it's one thing at a time, get that down and move on to the next thing. And then that's, you know, I don't know that we're all built that way, but I've, uh, I, I've, I've been patient and the results have been good. It's just a little slower than I'd probably prefer to go. But now that I'm two years into it, I've got, I'm happy with looking back, uh, but it's been a journey. So there you go. That was Jack Holcomb from New Smyrna Chevy Chrysler Dodge in Daytona Beach, Florida, along with Stephanie Robbins from CallSource and Sean Kieran from CRM Backstop. I think in summary, the key takeaways here for automotive retailers is to invest into your employees with quality training as cost-effectively as possible and with the right partners so that you can have a reliable, accountable process from which you can measure and improve by making informed decisions that are backed by accurate data. Thank you to CallSource for helping put that together. I hope you found this informative. And if you'd like to chime in on the discussion, look for my link to the session on our blog in the show notes here on this podcast and look for the link where you can post your comments and respond to other listeners. I'm Ryan Girardi. And if you like what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review of the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Cheers. This is Audiburst Media.